Welcome, this is Voice of Change, a syndicated radio broadcast and podcast airing since 2011. Voice of Change is committed to raising the leader in you. And because time is the unit of life, I assure you that the next few minutes you have decided to invest in your own leadership journey will be rewarded with a definite paradigm shift. Stay with me on Voice of Change. Welcome to Voice of Change, your favorite radio program on leadership. I get to deal with a lot of young people by virtue of being the founder and coordinator of a faith-based foundation founded in 1999, Awesome Treasures Foundation, recognized by the United Nations and a part of the Edmond de Rochelle Family Philanthropies platform. And I deal with the youth on a platform called Awesome. It's interesting. I respect the youth because my father modeled to me how not to be a gerontocrat, how not to be one who pulls rank because of age, how it is possible that a young person can bring value to the table just as an older person can. What then do we expect to be the difference that the passage of years should normally make in one's leadership style? One would expect that with the passage of years, maybe some stability, experience, if we've been doing the right things with our lives. What other things? Is there any difference that could be detected in leadership styles because the generation you grew up in is a totally different generation from another? Do the dynamics of the society affect leadership style? These are questions I would like us to answer as we return after these messages to Voice of Change. Voice of Change is sponsored by AB Consulting and Awesome Treasures Foundation Partners. Subscribe to Voice of Change podcast today on iTunes and Spotify and don't miss a single episode. Welcome back to Voice of Change. I'm your host, Ola Jumoke Adinawa, and we can continue the conversation on Instagram at Jumoke Adinawa. Discussing with my younger friends, it began to dawn on me that we have younger people growing up in an era that is very different from the era I grew up in. We have younger people growing up in an era of social media, in an era where people they don't know, may never meet, get to comment on their lives. They put their lives out there on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. People who will never matter to them get to say things to these young people and the older ones that end up mattering to them. They say they like or they hate what these people say or do or post. These people who like hate what the protagonist is saying or doing or posting may never ever meet them. They're hiding behind a device somewhere. Cases that I've seen where people have been attacked on social media and everything, vitriolic, venomous outbursts against these people, horrible vituperations. They meet the same people in the airport and they greet them warmly and they spearheaded the attack. What is going on? Therefore, we see a situation where we have a national uprising and people are so careful. They hold their opinions to their chest. Everybody believes something, but then they canvass what they believe is the popular opinion and only what they believe is the popular opinion do they let escape their lips. Why? They don't want to be shamed. They don't want to be disliked. They want to be liked. They want to be healed. They want to be praised. What is going on? You could be judgmental or critical and say, you should have the force of moral character to say what you believe. Yes, but maybe you grew up in an era where 
your self-esteem did not depend on being liked or not being liked. Let's say you post a photo of yourself dressed in a certain way and you put it on social media and you begin to wait for likes and you get five likes and you feel, wow, I should have gotten more. And then you post another photo of yourself. Maybe this time you tweak something about your dress or your trousers, if you're a man or whatever. You dress in a certain way and you get more likes. As a young person, the likelihood is whatever gets more likes is what you begin to do. And then you find out that you basically tell your outlook according to the likes. They like. Who are these they? We don't know who they are. They are more first they. Like. When I do this, you do that. They don't like. When I do this, who are these they? I ask again. You don't do it because they don't like it. And soon your life is ruled by they who we will never see. They don't pay your school fees. They don't mourn with you when you mourn. They don't rejoice with you when you rejoice. They do not switch on the light and turn it off in your house. They do not pay your rent. They are not concerned with your mortgage. They do not advance your career. They, who are they? But they determine what you do with your life. The tail has begun to wag the dog. Now I'm worried. We're looking at a president who just left America who basically pandered to what a certain they also wanted. They wanted that rhetoric. He gave them that rhetoric. There's no difference. Another president is there who a certain they put in power and therefore what they want, he would most likely pander to. Now we're in a situation where the tail is wagging the dog. The people are leading the leaders. It happens. I mean, like the American example I just gave. But in the case of social media, it is worse than ever before because we don't know who the they are and we don't know if the they matter at all. But we're raising a generation who are psychologically conditioned to thrive on only affirmation. Can I repeat that? To thrive on only affirmation. Therefore, any criticism at all is seen as hatred, as an attack that goes to the very soul. We're raising a generation that feels mortally rejected if they're not praised, mortally wounded when they're not affirmed. We're raising a generation whose brains are psychologically attuned to function on feelings of likes and approval. Everybody likes sugar. If we feed ourselves on sugar, we fall sick in the worst possible way. The diet must be balanced. Rain is good, but when there's too much rain, we've got floods. The sun is good. When the sun is out, there's too much sun. There's no rain and there is famine. Young person listening to me today, you need to ask yourself critically, what have I conditioned myself to function on? We need to deliberately begin to look for people who will tell us hard truths. It is so much easier to tell you what you want to hear. It is so much easier 
to tell you what will make you like me too because I agree with you. It takes a really good friend to tell you a truth that you don't want to hear. I won't even mention the battle at which the Israelis thought they had everything under control and the cabinet had agreed they were going to war and nobody dissented. It became a norm, a rule. When 10 people meet to decide on an action as critical as going to war, if nine people agree, the 10th person to speak must argue against that position. It does not matter if you agree or not. If you really also think, yes, we really should go to war. Once nine people say we should go to war, it is your duty. It becomes your role to argue against why we must go to war. Why? Because it is dangerous never to hear a dissenting opinion. Look around you. Have you configured your relationships in such a way? Configured your cabinet in the office in such a way? Configured your board in such a way? Your upper management in such a way that there is nobody who will ever tell you anything they know you don't like? Never forget, you need a balanced diet. And the people you need and the people you should value the most are those who respect and love you enough to tell you what you don't necessarily want to hear. You and I, this you is the time to change. Are you ready?